Well, thank you, Andrew. And um, good morning, church. Good morning, all you online, in your rooms, in your bedrooms, in your living rooms, wherever you are. It's um, good to be with you. Uh, no guitar this morning, so I have nothing to hide behind. Um, but I'm looking forward to yeah, sharing with you um, this morning. And what we're going to be looking at is uh, something <clears throat> that I've been reflecting on and um, yeah, reading up on in the last few months. Um, I've certainly enjoyed looking more into it. I've been yeah, learning about the Holy Spirit, about who He is and what He does and how I can relate with Him in that way. You know, I've read, I've ne- read a number of books um, on this in the past few months and one of the ones that stood out to me was by Francis Chan. Uh, it's called The Forgotten God. That's what he calls it. And in these first few, <clears throat> in his first few chapters, he he really highlights, or he poses the question: Have we forgotten this this God, this Holy Spirit? Have we forgotten His work, His influence in in our lives today? You know, we focus so much on Jesus and the Father, Jesus' work on the cross and salvation, which is great. It's really great. But do we still value and appreciate the work of the Holy Spirit in all of that? Now, is it true of our community, of our church, that we have forgotten the role of the Holy Spirit? Do we appreciate um, His role and His work? What about your own personal life? Do you value and appreciate the role of the Holy Spirit in your life? Or have you forgotten Him? I was listening to a sermon the other day, and the pastor said, sometimes we treat the Holy Spirit like like a side of fries to our Macca's meal, you know? We go through the drive-thru, we go, oh, yeah, I'll have a, whatever it is, a large quarter pounder meal. And they go, oh, do you want fries with that? And you go, oh, yeah, I guess so. I'll have some fries with that. Um, and sometimes that how, that's how we treat the Holy Spirit, like this add-on to, you know, our faith. Today we're going to explore that, yeah, the Holy Spirit is not just the side of fries. He is the main meal. He is the quarter pounder, if you want to run with that metaphor. Um, I pray that today you'll see that the Holy Spirit is alive, He is active. Um, We cannot forget Him because He is so crucial to um, all of our lives, both personal lives and also the lives of the church. So I pray that today, as we explore this, you will get a new insight to what that looks like and that you would experience God um, and draw closer to Him today. In, in the book of John, uh, that's where we're going to look today. From, from chapters 13 to 17, um, it's, it's titled The Upper Room Discourse. So that's from 13 to 17, basically where Jesus spends his time with his disciples before he goes away from them. And our passage in chapter 14 sits right in the middle of this. So this is Jesus talking to his disciples, um, encouraging them and spurring them on for when he leaves. So if you've got your Bibles, open up to John 14. Starting from verse 15, it'll be on the screens as well. So John 14, starting at verse 15. This is Jesus speaking. He says, If you love me, you will obey what I command. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counsellor to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. 
Because I live, you also will live. On that day you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him and show myself to him. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, But Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, If anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My Father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me will, will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. So, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray that um, today as we yeah, explore this passage and um, yeah, explore what that means for us, that you would, you would take my words and you would um, yeah, use them to, to speak to everyone who's listening, God. Um, be with me as I speak, and we pray that you would do your thing today. Would you work and would you encourage us and spur us on, Father? In your name, Amen. Cool, so today we're going to ask uh, two questions. The first is, who is the Holy Spirit? And the second is, uh, what does this Holy Spirit do? Alright, so join me as we look into these questions. So first question, who is the Holy Spirit? Notice in that question itself, uh, the question is, who is the Holy Spirit? And not, what is the Holy Spirit? And notice every time in this, this passage we just read... Every time Jesus refers to the Holy Spirit, he uses he or him. He doesn't use it. That is because the Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is a person. Now, if you've been around Christian circles long enough, um, I'm sure you probably have heard this truth. You might know this. Um, but I want to ask you, do you live and do you act and do you speak of the Holy Spirit as if he was a person or if he is a person? Now, I must confess, I haven't seen Star Wars. Um, Mercy might not be happy with me because I know he's a big fan. Um, but I do know about the concept of the force in Star Wars. Right? There's something over there and you kind of put your hand and that something over there moves. Um, and sometimes we can think of the Holy Spirit like this force. You know, we, we use... We use this impersonal force when we need him and we'll you know, pray and he will do something. And then, you know, we go back to normal. Um, but the Holy Spirit is not a force. He is a person. Sometimes we sing songs where we ask the Holy Spirit to come and fill the atmosphere. You know, Holy Spirit, come, fill the atmosphere. And when we do that, it's not intentional, but we sometimes create this image in the minds of people who might not know better that this Holy Spirit is like this gas or a mist. I'm imagining him coming in through like the vents of the ceiling and this mist that comes in and like fills the room um, that's not true the holy spirit is a person and if we treat him as a gas or a mist we are missing his personhood um, so we can't be confused about this point the holy spirit is a person and we need to ensure that the way we relate to him is as we would relate to a person now this person the holy spirit he's also present with his disciples 
Um, but he's not just with his disciples in the same sense that, you know, a human is in the same room as another human. But he will be a person who dwells within them. That's another thing. Who is the Holy Spirit who dwells within the disciples? At the end of verse 17, you'll see um, Jesus says that the disciples know the Holy Spirit because he lives with you and will be in you. Will be in you. Jesus is talking here to his disciples uh, but the same truth applies to us on the other side of Pentecost. Uh, the Holy Spirit is in us. Once again, if you've been in Christian circles long enough, you'll probably have heard of this. But I'm going to ask you, do you really believe it? This is a crazy truth if we get our heads around this. Like, the Holy Spirit is divine. You know, He is, he is God. He is one of the three members of the Trinity. And if you think of all you know of God, you know He's powerful in the Old Testament, he parted seas, he sent down fire, he did some miraculous things. And we have this Holy Spirit, who is God, living inside of us. And then we read that we are his temple. That's amazing. That's, that should blow our minds. Um, this God, who is so powerful, so majestic, has chosen to come and dwell within us. And we have his presence within us. And you can relate to God Anytime, because he's living within you. So when you think about who the Holy Spirit is, we've first seen that the Holy Spirit is a person, right? He's a person. He's not a force or a gas or a mist or anything like that. He's a person. And he's a person who dwells in the hearts of his people, in our hearts, in your heart, in my heart. So that's a bit on who the Holy Spirit is, Right? And now our second question, what does the Holy Spirit do? Okay, that's our second question. And to be honest, we could spend weeks and weeks looking at this, breaking down everything and looking in detail. But today, we're just going to take a broad look over, over three points. Um, the Holy Spirit firstly helps us to know Jesus. Secondly, helps us to obey Jesus. And thirdly, the Holy Spirit glorifies Jesus in all that he does. Okay, so no obey and glorify us. Okay, so the first point, the Holy Spirit helps us to know Jesus. Jesus often, Jesus often calls the Holy Spirit in these passages the Spirit of Truth. In verse 26, as you'll see uh, on your screen, the Holy Spirit will teach them all things and will remind them of everything He has said to them. You know, a couple of chapters later in chapter 16, Jesus also mentioned that the Holy Spirit will be the spirit of truth who will guide the disciples into all truth. He will guide us into truth. Clearly here, Jesus is telling his disciples of one of the roles of the Holy Spirit as a teacher who teaches about Jesus. You know, he doesn't just give us information like a teacher to a class, but he actually also helps us understand those truths and get our heads around it. Because... The reality is, our fallen human minds, you know, we are sinful and broken. Our minds on their own are not capable of understanding things about God without the Holy Spirit. You know, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, we read that the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. It's foolishness. You know, in chapter 2 of 1 Corinthians, the man without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness to him. There we have that word again, foolish. And he cannot understand them. Okay, so without the Spirit helping us, 
the message of the cross, the message of Jesus is foolishness and we can't actually understand that. You know, you don't have to look far. You, you look into the neighborhood when people hear Jesus, they go, what? That's, you're crazy to believe that. But we need the Holy Spirit to help us comprehend Jesus and understand him and open our eyes to see Jesus for who he truly is. That's what the Holy Spirit does. Now, I wonder if you can recall a time where you were reading scripture and, you know, the words were just jumping off the page. Like you lean in a little bit closer and, you know, you see dots connect and you're like, man, this is awesome. God is encouraging me through this. That's the Holy Spirit at work. You know, a friend might send you a text message with a Bible verse or a word of encouragement and it really enlightens your heart. That's the Holy Spirit at work. What about when you're listening to a sermon or engaging, you know, you're singing some worship music and you have a real moment of, man, this is awesome. I'm seeing things differently. That is the Holy Spirit at work in your life. The Holy Spirit is a person who enables those experiences to happen. Okay, so so far in this point, we've talked about the Holy Spirit helping us to know about Jesus. You know, but there's a difference between knowing about someone versus actually knowing, knowing them. You know, I can know about God. I can know theology and I can know lots of verses off by heart. I can know things about him. And the Holy Spirit does help us with that. But the Holy Spirit also helps us to know God. Full stop. Know God in a relational, it's a relational kind of knowing. And the Spirit helps us with that too. You know, the Holy Spirit has been doing that with you at every stage of your faith journey. You know, at the very beginning, He was the one who made the first move. He created that desire in your own heart to know Jesus in the first place. You know, if you were able to hear the name Jesus and go, man, I reckon there's something there. I reckon there's something there and I want to look more into Him and get to know Him more. That's the work of the Spirit. Now, when you became convicted of your sin, when you saw your brokenness and went, that's pretty ugly, that's very ugly, that's the Holy Spirit's work. In chapter 16 of John, like a couple of pages over, um, Jesus talks of the Holy Spirit's role of convicting of your sin. He convicts in regards to sin and righteousness and judgment, and he makes us aware of the brokenness in our lives. I encourage you, to encourage you to read that later, chapter 16. You know, if you felt that before, if you felt that weight of your sin, that's the work of the Holy Spirit, and He enables you to feel that. You know, at our conversion, when, when we made a decision to turn from sin and to turn to Jesus, as we read before, no human could, could make that call on their own. You know, it would just be foolish to them. But with the Holy Spirit, He enables us to make that call and He turns our hearts and enables us to make that call. Now, you might be thinking, Shane, look, I know my conversion was ages ago. I've known Jesus for years and years. Like, what else have you got for me? What else does the Holy Spirit do? I already know Jesus. But I would say to you that the point still applies to you today because the Holy Spirit is always calling all of us at all stages of faith, to know Jesus, to know Christ at a deeper level. People in all different stages, no matter if you're new to Christianity or if you've been in it for 50 years. I don't want us to ever be satisfied with how well we think we know Jesus. 
I don't want us to be satisfied with that because the Holy Spirit will always call us into a deeper relationship with Jesus, call us to know him more, and he will do that for people of all stages of faith. Now, I want to ask you a simple question. Do you know Jesus? Do you know him? Not just about Jesus, but do you know Jesus? There are a few possible answers to that question. And the first is yes. Yes, I know Jesus. Yes. And if this is you, I want to ask you, well, how well do you know Jesus? Have you become satisfied with with how well you think you know him? Because as we just heard, the Spirit is constantly drawing us into a deeper relationship with Him. And today is your chance to go deeper with Him and get to know Him more. So if that's you, if you answered yes, I pray that you would ask the Holy Spirit to come and show you more today. To take you deeper, to teach you and to guide you into the way of Jesus. I believe He will do that. Second response to that question, do you know Jesus, is no. I don't know Jesus, I don't know what you're talking about. If you're watching this stream and, that, and that's you today, but you're like, man, this Jesus is, there's something, something with him. I believe that's the work of the Holy Spirit. You know, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. And all those years, uh, his work on the cross, all those years ago, he died so that you may have life and you may have a reason to live. So that you could know love and joy and peace and have freedom in that, as Francis spoke about earlier. So if something is stirring for you today and you're like, man, this Jesus, there's something happening here. Um, I would encourage you to get in touch with us through the page or through our email um, in different ways. Get in contact and we're happy to chat with you and pray with you further. Now the third answer to to that question, do you know Jesus, is something here I've written as, uh, like, I mean, I know a bit about him, but I'm not sure that I know him in that relational kind of way. I don't know if I know him. And if you answer the question like this, I'm praying today that the Holy Spirit will go to work in your heart because it's not enough to know about Jesus. Now, even the people who crucified Jesus, they knew about him and what he was about. But that's not enough. We need the Holy Spirit to help you know Jesus in that relational kind of way. I believe that's the best decision you can make on this earth. And I pray that you would make that today. Once again, if you want to get in touch with us, please do that. As we've seen here, in every situation, at every stage of faith, the Holy Spirit is helping all of us to get to know Jesus more, at a more deeper level, to deepen the relationship, to get to know Jesus better. Okay, so that's the first thing the Holy Spirit helps us do, to get to know Jesus, both about Him and know Him in a relational way. But he does more. He also helps us to know. No, he helps, he helps us to obey Jesus. That's our second point. He helps us to obey Jesus. As I was reading these passages, I was struck with just how much obedience talk was present in Jesus' words here. You know, it's everywhere throughout this passage. The very first verse we read is, Jesus says, If you love me, you will obey what I command. Verse 15. Verse 21, whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. In verse 22, Judas asks a great question, one that I wouldn't mind knowing the answer to. He goes, Jesus, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Like, that's a cracker of a question. 
And surely Jesus could answer him. But what does Jesus say in verse 23? He goes, if anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. And I go, hang on a minute. I don't know if that answers the question. Um, But that's what Jesus chose to say. In chapter 15, and even throughout the rest of John, John is big on obedience to Jesus. It's a big theme throughout his book. So what are we going to make of this obedience talk? You know, Jesus is not telling his disciples that their obedience to him is what makes Jesus love them. Now that's the wrong way around. That's salvation by works. But Jesus is simply saying that obedience is a sign of love. You know, the disciples' obedience to Jesus was a demonstration of their love for him. In other words, if you genuinely love Jesus, you'll do what he says. Just like on earth, if I love like my parents, I'll hopefully um, do what they say and I'll obey them. Right? Same kind of principle. The thing is, obeying Jesus isn't always easy. And following Jesus isn't easy either. You know, there are difficult things that Jesus calls us to obey. And as we obey, we experience tough times in life. You know, there's suffering, there's hardship. In today's world, we've talked a lot about COVID. You know, there's, there's suffering. We thought lockdown was done, but there's more businesses are struggling. People are lonely. We can't meet with our friends and family. You know, following Jesus is tough. In John 15, um, John talks about the persecution that will come to followers of Jesus, right? And I know persecution and COVID are not exactly the same, but the principle stands that following Jesus might get hard. There'll be suffering and hardship, but the Holy Spirit is the one who enables us to face this hardship and to continue to follow Jesus throughout this suffering. You know, right after chapter 15, where, where John talks about the persecution, sorry, Jesus talks about the persecution, Jesus then goes back to the Holy Spirit and encourages his disciples that the Holy Spirit will come and he will help you. The Holy Spirit is always there to help us obey and follow Jesus in all circumstances. So when you're down, he's there to comfort you. He will encourage you. He'll lift you up. How does he do that? In many ways. I'll just list them off. Like scripture, when you're reading scripture, he'll encourage you through that. In in the church, as you relate with church and community, in life groups and different accountability groups, uh, the Holy Spirit will encourage you in that. Through words of encouragement and prophecy from others, He equips the church with spiritual gifts to encourage each other with. Through prayer, as you're praying to Him, and He brings truths to mind and encourages us that way. It also says that He intercedes and prays for us when we don't know what to pray. Through preaching, like today, the Holy Spirit is active and He's encouraging you, hopefully, through the words that I'm speaking. Many more ways that He will encourage us and further us on in our walk with Jesus. So the next time you're getting down and when you're trying to obey Jesus and follow him and it gets hard, where are you going to turn? I hope that you won't try and sort it out on your own because that's very hard and I don't know if you can do it. The Holy Spirit is always there to help you to know Jesus more and to obey him and follow him. Like the Spirit of God is helping us to do this. Would you turn to him and ask him to help you obey Jesus? All we need to do is ask Turn to him and he will help you. Remember, he's not a force that we just 
used when we need him, but he's a person and he wants relationship with us and he wants to help us in that way. All right, so turn to him and ask him and he will help you. Okay, so the Holy Spirit first helps us to know Jesus. He helps us to obey Jesus, point two. And the third point is that the Holy Spirit glorifies Jesus in all that he does. He glorifies Jesus. Now you'll notice in a sermon that is titled The Holy Spirit, uh, we've actually talked about Jesus quite a bit. You know, when, when I was originally planning and preparing and reading up on this, I'm like, okay, I'm going to have lots of points about the Holy Spirit and what he does and, you know, it's all going to be centered around him. But I found that as I was preparing and writing things down, I was just constantly drawn back to Jesus. I was like, oh, I should, I need to say something about Jesus here and probably here and there. And I believe that's the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the person who wanted me to do that, to speak about Jesus and to talk about Jesus and to encourage you to get to know Jesus. That's what the Spirit would have wanted. Because the Holy Spirit is always glorifying Jesus and pointing to him in all he does. In, in chapter 16, uh, a couple of pages over, 16 verse 14, Jesus says that the Holy Spirit will bring glory to me, and that's Jesus, by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. The Holy Spirit will bring glory to Jesus. And how does he do that? According to this verse, by taking from what is Jesus's, his truth and his knowledge, and by making it known to his people. In other words, by teaching people about Jesus, by drawing people to Jesus, by guiding them to him, because that's the direction the Spirit always heads. You know, in this, in this room that I'm in, we're in Cavell right now, and um, Luke has done a great job of setting up these lights, right? There's lights that are pointing at me, and if I look at them, it's pretty um, tough to look at. Um, but there's a few big fancy ones, because the ceiling ones uh, weren't good enough. So Luke had to bring in these, these spotlights to help, you know, shine, shine their light. And what do these lights do? Well, they direct all their light towards whatever they're pointing at, which in this case is me, right? So hopefully on your screen now, if Luke's done a good job, uh, wherever you're watching from, you can, you can see me pretty clearly. You know, there's not too many shadows on me. My face is not dark. Luke's just checking, good. <laughs> um, and while you're watching, you're not concentrating on the spotlight and you're not thinking, man, there must be a really good spotlight in that room so that I can sh see Shane that well. No, you're just looking at me and you're listening to me and watching me. J.I. Packer says that the, the Holy Spirit is like a spotlight and this spotlight projects all his light and energy onto Jesus who is standing before us in full view. You know, if there was no Holy Spirit, Jesus would be in the dark. Just like if there was no lights, I'd be in the dark. But because of the Holy Spirit, we can actually see Jesus in full view. And we don't just focus on the spotlight. We actually see Jesus. We are drawn to him. We are drawn to a relationship with him. And I believe that's what the Spirit wants. J.R. Packer says, The Spirit's message to us is never, Look at me. Listen to me, come to me, get to know me. But it's always look at him and see his glory. Listen to him 
and hear his word. Go to him and have life. Get to know him and taste his gift of joy and peace. That's what Packer says. That's always the direction of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is always pointing us to Jesus and helping us to know him, to see him better, to obey him. He's always pointing to Jesus. You know, the Spirit's not there for us to draw attention to ourselves. You know, oh, look how great my spiritual experience was. Draw attention to ourselves. He's not even there for us to draw attention to our church. You know, oh, look what the Holy Spirit is doing in my church, our church. The Holy Spirit is always seeking to bring glory to Jesus and direct light and attention and focus to Him. That's what the Holy Spirit wants. So as we wrap up today, we can't focus only on the Holy Spirit, right? That would be like staring into a spotlight and we'll go blind. And I don't believe that's what the Holy Spirit would want. But if we only talk about Jesus and forget about the Holy Spirit, then Jesus would be in the dark. You know, we need the Holy Spirit and Jesus and the Father. You know, they work together. And as we relate with God, we are relating with all three of them. And that's who we're directing our attention towards. We've seen that the Holy Spirit is alive and active in our lives today, in all things, in all circumstances, throughout all stages of faith and all situations. And he is constantly pointing us to Jesus and calling us to know him more. So the question is, will you allow the Holy Spirit to point you to Jesus in this way? Will you allow him? Because the reality is he's always doing it. But will you allow him and do you recognize the way that he's pointing you to Jesus in your own heart? Do you recognize that? You know, is he teaching you something today? Is he drawing you deeper into a relationship with God, with Jesus? And are you aware of this? You know, so often we can just coast through life and, you know, do this and this and we don't actually pay attention. Okay, what is God teaching me today? How am I seeing Jesus in a new light? When's the last time you actually noticed the Holy Spirit helping you? Helping you to follow Jesus, <clears throat> to obey Jesus, or point you to Him? Have you noticed that? Or have you forgotten this God as we talked about at the start? Or do you treat Him like your side of fries? You know? The reality is the Holy Spirit is lighting Jesus up today. And He's calling all of us to look at Him and to get to know Him more. For some of us, that might be for the very first time, and we're so excited for that. Please get in touch with us, and we'll chat with you and pray with you. For some of us, we've known Jesus for many years, and today the Holy Spirit is calling you to a deeper relationship with Him. You know, maybe you know a lot about Jesus, but you don't actually know Jesus on that, on that relational kind of knowing. What a perfect time, you know? Lockdown's happening again. Some of us, not all of us, have a bit more time than usual. We can invest into getting to know Jesus and deepening our relationship with Him. What a better way to spend this time. The first step here is simply to ask Him. Ask Him, talk to Him, say, God, come and draw me deeper into relationship with You. Deepen my relationship with You. <clears throat> you know, spend some time in prayer. Quiet your busy mind and and pay attention to what the Holy Spirit is highlighting to you. You know, where He is moving, where He is calling you to. 
whether that's going for a prayer walk, it's a bit cold outside, but put on a jacket and go for a walk and talk to God as you walk. Grab your Bible, read it. Ask God to speak to you through that. You know, there's, there's no formula for this, and I'm reluctant to give you too many examples because there's no formula. You can, you can relate to God in many different ways. But the fact is, relate with God. Talk to Him. Ask Him. Spend time with Him. Ask the Holy Spirit to draw you deeper. Okay, so whatever your action is, whatever your next step is, may you take it knowing that the Holy Spirit is always working. He's always moving you in your life. And He's always leading you to the person of Jesus and calling you to know Him more, to obey Him. He'll help you follow Him. And He wants a deeper relationship with you. Amen. So God, we, we uh, come before you today. And we say, if we have treated you like our side of fries, we are sorry, Father. We are sorry, Holy Spirit, I mean. And we ask that today you would help our minds and our hearts see Jesus in a new light. Uh, you would encourage us. You would take us deeper into relationship with Jesus, God. Um, yeah, would you do that work in our hearts today, we pray. In your name, amen. You know, we're going to respond in song. Uh, Francis is going to lead us in, um, in the hands of Christ, my King. You know, the verse of that song starts, Come, Holy Spirit, move in power. And a little bit down it says, Show me the Father, show me the Son. Revive my soul again, O Spirit, come. That's what we're asking the Holy Spirit to do today. Show us the Father, show us the Son. So as we sing, reflect on these truths and may we see more of God and learn more about Him as we, as we sing.